Good morning. We begin with breaking news. The Morrison government's controversial religious discrimination bill has cleared its first major hurdle, passing through the House of Representatives. Let's go live now to reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. It's been a sleepless night for politicians. It certainly has, Jody. Good morning. In fact, the House is currently still sitting more than 19 hours after it first resumed. The government's controversial religious discrimination bill passing through the House of Representatives just after 4am this morning. At one point, Liberal MPs Trent Zimmerman and Bridget Archer split from the government, crossing the floor to support a Labor amendment, leaving the vote tied and requiring the Speaker to cast the, the deciding vote. The bill, which has dominated dominated a busy first sitting week of Parliament has led to passionate debate about the impacts of decisions by faith-based schools that they could have on gay and transgender students. The debate led to an emotional speech by Labor frontbencher Stephen Jones saying he worries for the safety of his own son. He wears heels that give me vertigo and has more handbags than his sister. I was nervous when Dad asked me about this speech. But I said yes, because there are young, gay and trans Australian kids that need to know that there are people fighting for you. The government have just lost one vote, however, seeking amendments to the Sex Discrimination Act with five Liberal MPs crossing the floor. The original bill will now head to the Senate where Labor vowed to try and secure further amendments. So this fight is far from over. Jody, Sounds like it. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Strict hospital visiting rules in New South Wales are expected to be relaxed today to allow people to visit dying relatives as well as women giving birth. It would see thousands of families reunited after months of being blocked from seeing their loved ones during the state's Omicron wave. Premier Dominic Perrottet is expected to announce the changes and it's understood he'll also push for today's National Cabinet to overturn a ban on cruise ships in an effort to revive tourism. The AstraZeneca jab has been provisionally approved as a booster jab for people aged 18 and over. However, anyone who wants the vaccine will need to consult with their doctor before they're allowed to get it. The TGA says booster shots by Pfizer and Moderna remain the preferred third doses in Australia. Former Australian of the Year Grace Tang claims she received a threatening phone call from a government-linked official demanding she not criticise Scott Morrison before the election. The bombshell has prompted an investigation and a vehement denial of involvement from the National Australia Day Council. Almost a year after they sparked a national reckoning, <laughs> Brittany Higgins and Grace Tame give fair warning. Brace yourselves. Before unleashing... Their target, the Prime Minister. What is the point of awarding someone for their work only to stifle them while they do it? I didn't want his sympathy as a father. I wanted him to use his power as Prime Minister. Before Ms Tain levelled a damning accusation. Not five months after being named Australian of the Year, I received a threatening phone call from a senior member of a government-funded organisation. Demanding she not criticise Scott Morrison at the event. You're an influential person. He'll have a fear, they said. What kind of fear? You know, with an election coming soon. A spokesperson for the Prime Minister saying he would not authorise the phone call, calling it unacceptable. 
So that investigation has already been commenced. Anne Rustin was one of the several ministers listening as Brittany Higgins dropped her own bombshell, doubling down on a text from Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce that labelled Scott Morrison a liar. What he was implying was he didn't believe that the Prime Minister didn't know about my rape. Mr Morrison's maintained he had no knowledge until Ms Higgins went public last year, as Ms Tain offered opposition leader Anthony Albanese, also in the audience, some election advice. All Anthony would have to do is none of the things that Scott's done. <laughs> The head of the spy agency ASIO has warned foreign spies are using dating apps like Tinder and Bumble to obtain sensitive information from Australians. Mike Burgess says here at home the pandemic has seen more angry and alienated people being radicalised online. It's like being an echo chamber where the echo gets louder and louder. We're seeing a growing number of individuals and groups that don't fit left-right spectrum at all. Instead, they're motivated by a fear of societal collapse, a specific social or economic grievance or conspiracy. The behaviours we're seeing in response to COVID lockdowns and vaccines are not specifically left or right wing. He also revealed his agency recently foiled a foreign plan to interfere with an Australian election. There are growing calls to raise taxes or the GST to help out our struggling aged care sector. National Seniors estimates it needs an injection of up to $15 billion to get back on track. A report by the advocacy group has recommended reform and the workforce be expanded by at least 17,000 people a year over the next decade. It's been revealed 2,500 health workers in Queensland have applied for an exemption to avoid getting vaccinated. Around half of those applications were rejected and only 280 have been approved so far. It comes as the state recorded 24 deaths, most of them in aged care. Daniel Andrews is backing away from his suggestion international tourists visiting Victoria would have to be triple dosed. It's a process and they're not decisions that I make, they're decisions that the Minister makes through a series of gateways, a series of steps where he has to go and get advice. The regulator Atagi is expected to finalise its advice this week on whether three doses should be the new benchmark. To sport now, and Australian snowboarder Belle Brockhoff has painfully missed out on a first Olympic medal in Beijing. A slow start proved costly and she finished fourth in the snowboard cross final. Her heartbreak plain to see. Snowboard cross can see all the highs and lows of sport. Belle Brockhoff experienced them all in a single day. I thought I'd be okay, but I thought I wasn't going to cry, but I'm definitely crying. <laughs> In her third Olympics, Bell had a fairy tale run through the quarters and semis just to reach her debut final. But a poor start scuppered any hopes of bagging a first Olympic medal. My knee's been in a lot of issues these past few days. I had a time trial. Um, I was having a bit of a breakdown in front of my family. I went from 18th position to big final. All I can say is like, oh well, rather than what if. The pain of missing out clear. Olympic legend Lydia Lassler offered some support. Bell's dream's not over, the team event's still to come. I've got to cry like a little right now and then I'll, I'll figure my 
out and then I'll get cracking on that one. Redemption for five-time world champ Lindsay Jacobellis. Her first gold 16 years after throwing away victory on the final jump in Turin. It's pretty unreal still. I'm not even sure that it has fully sunk in yet. Our hopes are soaring on the half pipe. Absolutely laces it. Scotty James kicking things off with a a really good run. Superstar Scotty James set to fly the Aussie flag in tomorrow's final. Joined by 16-year-old prodigy Valentino Guselli. Stoked that I get to keep riding in this beautiful pipe. Today, Brendan Kerry goes for a historic first ever Australian medal in the figure skating. James Manton, 7 News. Checking Thursday's weather now, sunny in Brisbane, heading for a top of 32 degrees. Sunny as well in Sydney with a late shower or two, 32 the top. Possible afternoon showers, 29 in Canberra. Melbourne, cloudy and 23. A possible late shower in Hobart today, 23. Partly cloudy and 26 in Adelaide. Very hot and sunny in Perth, 38 degrees. And a shower or two and a possible storm, 32 in Darwin.